imagine this. Aisles and aisles of model trains, Barbie dolls, teddy bears, skateboards, and scooters. Welcome to the Our Family TV podcast, where we talk about family-friendly television entertainment the whole family can watch together. Today, I'm going to preview an upcoming Christmas movie titled Christmas CEO. This movie stars Marisol Nichols and Paul Green, and it will air on the Hallmark Channel on Friday, November 26th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To discuss this upcoming uh, movie with you, my special guest is someone that I've had the opportunity, uh, fortunate opportunity, to have met several times at the Hardy's Family Reunions and at the Home and Family Show. My guest is none other than Paul Green. Welcome, Paul. Hi, hi, lovey. How are you? I'm well. I'm I'm so happy to talk to you. Me too. Thanks for thanks for having me on. I like your little intro uh, music and your congrats on this podcast. Um, you said you were doing something with your son before. What was that? Yeah, was my that? You, you started with a podcast with your son. Yes, and and so my my middle son and I uh, started a podcast called Real World Podcast. And our, so season one was with Scott, my middle son. And then after the first season, the first year, which was in 2020, we literally started it in February of 2020. So it was right before everything started happening. And so our whole point was baby boomer versus millennial, different perspectives, talk about real world issues. But then once, once, you know, 2020 hit, COVID hit, Black Lives Matter hit, all of the, all the politics of it all. I, we kind of went a little bit softball because we really just felt like there was just so much going on, you know, going on in the real world. We didn't want to um, create more challenges and grief. And, and what we tried to do was we wanted to model like good behavior for people that don't agree. And so that was the whole thing with that podcast. Well, then my youngest son, when he found out that Scott didn't want to do it anymore, my youngest son's name is Brian. He goes, well, I'll do it with you. So we've done season two. We just wrapped that up a couple weeks ago. So yeah, it is. It's, 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 it's pretty awesome to be able to um, converse with my sons and get their perspectives. We definitely don't have the same perspectives on things. Um, I'm a little bit more conservative. They're a little bit more liberal. And, um, so it's, but yet we're kind of more in the middle. There's a lot of things that we agree on. And so my, my objective is to try to identify what we can agree on. And so when, um, this podcast, it's really brand new. It's only been around for about six weeks or so. (laughs) And, You know, um, when Bill Abbott created GAC, when that all started in September, I wanted to kind of help them out. But I love Hallmark as well. And and it's like, you know, Hallmark has been very good to me, very gracious to me. And so my whole objective was to uh, do a podcast to uh, talk about family-friendly entertainment. I actually did an interview with Megan Alexander yesterday with... Um, She's a national correspondent, and she's hosting a brand new series on the Up Channel called Small Town Christmas, where she's going around the country. She's hitting four different cities, so it's going to air on four different Sunday nights, and it's it's going to highlight, um, you know, basically at Christmas time in America, and it sounds really intriguing. And so, so, and they reached out to me, and so that was really fun. She's a hearty, so. She actually, she's a national correspondent, but but she actually loves When Calls the Heart. So um, that's kind of how that all came down. And so, 
And then, of course, Ruth Hill has been wonderful and gracious in um, getting me some contacts information and so forth and helped me to land Paul Green. So thanks, Ruth. (laughs) (laughs) Ruth's great. Yeah, I don't know where I'd be without Ruth. She's been my, uh, you know, I was trying to do it all myself. And now I have somebody who, you know, she adds so much value in so many different ways. Like I was trying barely just to keep up with three or four things. Now we're doing at least 15 or 16 things. And I'm just trying to keep up to her. So it's crazy. And can I say, I can't keep up with you because every time I'm looking at social and everything, I'm like, what's this now? Like, what's this now? I'm like, I don't even know what it all is. So <laughs> I've been trying, but yeah. you're in, yeah. you're doing a lot of stuff. Well, you know what's funny about social media is, is I, I do post, I'll share uh, quite often because when you look at the metrics, only 10 to 15% of your people actually see it. Right. So right. I, I, I used to think, oh, I don't want to post too much, but I'm like, nobody's really seeing it. So I'm just going to post. And then even if, you know, I have a large following and, and there's been times when my engagement was really high and. And then there's times when it goes like nobody's seeing it unless you boost it to pay for it. Right. So, so I'll, you know, I'm, I have my hands in a lot of different uh, types of, of passions. You know, there's, so it's, it's, it's hard for me to keep up. Uh, it's hard for me to keep, keep track of everything we're doing, but Ruth is very organized. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's also incredibly talented at, like her ideas are amazing. And then I, I have a lot of ideas, but she's actually good at executing, like following through. So we're a, actually an incredible team. Uh, there's a bunch of other people on the team, though. Like I'm committed to growing this thing into a pretty big global brand. And so I have, a, I have an editor full time and I'm bringing on a social media person full time. <laughs> wow. Because, yeah. That's awesome, yeah, Paul. Congratulations. Thank you. I have a lot to say. I have a lot to share. I'm passionate about uh, helping people live a life that's full of power and freedom and self-expression. And I, I also am passionate about being an actor and, and a father. And I've, you know, we're, we're in second draft of my parenting book, but also we're in this really cool phase with my new album and um, a lot of cool movie projects and TV things are happening all at once. So it's like, how do I balance it is really, I have to get a powerful team around. Absolutely. Me. And of course. And, and, or else it just, and it's happening. Like there's just nothing I can do about it. Everything is just going at mock speed and I have to just catch up. It's one of those phases in your life where just everything is creative and everything seems to be abundance and every, investment I look at seems to be the right one and and it's just like in everyone's life there's phases there's 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 destructive phases where you blow everything up and then there's phases where you're just rocking it and then there's times when you're just like where you feel like you know nothing nothing can go wrong and there's like there's certain parts of everyone's life as this hero's journey where you, you know, and I'm definitely at that phase where I've done a lot of work in a lot of areas and I've learned what my sabotages are and I've learned to identify my limiting, mm-hmm. my limiting beliefs or my thermostats of how good I'm willing to have it and blast through those upper limit problems and create something really cool. 
And so it's just sort of the phase I'm in right now. And it's just like, I mean, so much life. I mean, I have a new baby coming tomorrow. Wow. That is just incredible. It's just incredible, Paul. So congratulations on all of that. And then you have also a new Christmas movie that's going to be airing in a couple days. And it's called Christmas CEO. And I have a few questions for you about that. And um, I was wondering if you could tell me how like that role came about for you. Well, it's, you know, if you'll probably get this a lot. If you're dealing with a Hallmark actor, that's not the most interesting part because we're just kind of offered them, right? Like you're you're very, I mean, unless you're dealing with someone who's never done a Hallmark movie before, that's usually a, probably a really cool story. But like for, I think there's my 11th, well, 13th, other than, uh, if you include uh, uh, when calls the heart Christmas movies. Oh, but, okay. Uh, I think, I think it was my 10th. So, you know, there's, these sort of things that I'm trying to, this isn't, that's not the most interesting part is how it came about. Other than they, they asked me, I read the script and I liked it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good. But, and, and, you know, this is a homework to a big family of, of mine. So, uh, and, uh, you know, I look forward to making these movies that are fast and they're, this one was particularly a good script, though, Bobby. It was well, very well written, and the characters, a lot of the characters had really nice journeys to go on, and there was a lot, there was a lot about it that was, that, that was great, and I was just excited to do another movie. I've been on one called The Heart so long that there had been, and then COVID, I hadn't done a movie since Christmas and Evergreen, so mm. I was chomping at the bit to, like, get back into that mode mm-hmm. of be, of creating because, you know, when calls the heart's a huge cast and it's, you don't get, right. Sometimes you don't get to really chomp in and work. I'm a hard worker and I, I don't mm-hmm. like waiting around. And when calls the heart, there's a lot of waiting around. Mm-hmm. Cause it's such a large cast. Yeah, That's and and you cast. are the yeah. Cary Grant of the Hallmark Channel. That's what I recall well, reading, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about time you get back to do a movie. So that's awesome. And you know, one of the things that I would just share that you were saying that it's a good script. I think this year so far, you know, whether it's on the Hallmark Channel or Hallmark Movies and Mysteries or um, a GAC Channel, all of the movies have been good. You know, like I, I really think that these networks are stepping up their game and they realize that, you know, the fans and the audiences, they, they want to watch these Christmas movies, but they don't have to just be like cheesy Christian Christmas movies. Right. You know, they don't have to be a dime a dozen kind of thing. They can have interesting plots and characters and things outside of the normal or the traditional type of um, when you think about a Christmas, a Hallmark Christmas movie. And um, I know sometimes when I'll talk about Hallmark Christmas movies, frankly, I will say some people will roll their eyes, um, mainly just because they're thinking, you know, same script, same thing. You know, we kind of know, we figure it out in the first five minutes. And that's just not the case now as it was in the past so i'm excited to um i can't wait to see it paul because um yeah, yeah um it's sounding and sounding good it's wonderful and jo- and jonathan wright directed it jonathan did that chocolate movie with lacy the one oh uh, okay sure with, will you know the one mm-hmm. with will I, kemp with will kemp i think mm-hmm. so yeah 
Yeah, I can't remember the name of it because I'm, there's so many and it's hard for me to remember the names exactly. I wouldn't want to get it wrong, but yeah, I believe that would be the one. Yeah, everything about chocolate or something, chocolate, everything. Anyway, it was phenomenal working with him and Marisol Nichols was in Riverdale and um, Marisol also uh, did the Saw series, A Spiral with with, uh, Chris Rock and... and, uh, not Morgan Freeman. Was it Morgan Freeman? I think so. Hmm. Uh, and and then she also was it Morgan Freeman? No, Samuel Jackson. Okay, Samuel um, Jackson. Okay. Yes, she was a great co-star to work with. And then there's a couple of kids, uh, not kids, but a uh, maybe 18 year old and a 13 year old who had never been in a movie period, and they they rocked it, Bobby. This awesome. is. Uh, <laughs> Daniela Della Pena and Veronica uh, Marion Estrada. They're just these two wonderful young actors from Canada, and they just, they really got the tone. They got the idea, and they, they hit it. They, they nailed it. Wow, that's awesome. So maybe you could set the movie up for us. Like, can you tell us maybe a little bit more about, like, the movie? Yeah, I mean, it take it's the cool concept. The concept is this is like it, it's it's based on on a semi true story from the CEO of Build a Bear. She pitched the story to Hallmark and pitched it to a producer at Muse, and uh, Muse is a production company out of Ontario. And it was really based on her life of uh, becoming a CEO and and lo- loosely based on her true story because uh, my character is wants like traditional toys and she's kind of caught up in the corporate world and it's a conflict of us uh finding finding me helping her find her way back to like in my opinion the real christmas and she's kind of been caught up in sales and numbers and figures and and flashy toys but the cool part is is we're kids when we start in the movie and then you see us selling making toys and selling toys when we're eight and then it cuts to us later in life, and we uh, haven't spoken in seven years when we first meet in the movie, and it's like a real—you can feel it. That's it's, so far. I've only seen clips, but it's one of my favorite clips I've seen is when we we see find each other. She comes. She comes into my my uh, toy, uh, you know, my workshop where I, it's a toy hospital where I fix broken toys rather than discard them, and she comes in there, and we. Uh, there's a moment when we, it's not a meet cute. You know, these movies, there's these meet cutes where right. every every romantic comedy has mm-hmm. a meet cute where they're like, oh, how charming. This one's like, what the? Like, Yours is a meet how? hate. Almost. It's like a meet, a meet shock. Yeah, you know, meet shock. Meet, okay. You can tell we love each other and you can tell that seven years is a long time to not speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it follows her, our, her, both of our journeys back to Christmas, back to uh, love and family and uh, and her love of making real toys rather than just getting caught up in the number and flashy toys. So, and, and Marisol was lovely to work with. Oh, wow. It sounds, it sounds intriguing. I'm, you know, come on, if it's Christmas and toys and love, sounds like uh, I'm going to want to watch it for sure. So did yeah, you have... Yeah, yeah. And there's Santa, Santa's in there. And the, the cool thing, though, it's like what makes every movie special is you have a different uh, director and different and different storytellers. And, and everyone's interpreting the dialogue and making it from their own, like, experiences. So every movie's, you know, and this one read differently right off the bat. I really love this script. It was really, Anna White wrote it. 
and Anna, when she was in 10th grade, she had to make a project uh, for her art class, and she found a picture of me in her L.L. Bean catalog and made a rubber stamp out of because she collected L.L. Bean. She's from Maine. She had collected L.L. Bean catalogs, and she so she knew my face so well because she had to carve a wooden stone, like a wooden stamp, uh, out of my my image. And so she then followed my TV and film career for a decade, and then finally she, you know, she's been writing. Anna wrote two other Christmas movies this year, or at least at least one other one. And then she found out I was in it, and she was like, how kismet is this? And then, uh, so I signed an L.L. Bean hat for her and sent it to her through our producer, and I done, uh, and, and I wrote, uh, may all your Christmases be white, because her name's Anna White. So there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of serendipity in there. Right. It sounds that way. That's, that's really, that's really cool. So did you have to do anything special to prepare for the role or character? Just leave my very pregnant wife, which was the biggest challenge. <laughs> uh, you know, to, to have to leave uh, home. It's, yeah. Luckily, it's only three. Luckily, it's only three weeks, and it mm-hmm. is in Ottawa. I had never worked in Ottawa, which was a good experience, and I'd never. It is a lovely city, and and you know, um, really great production team they're very experienced working within the covid uh restrictions so you know i just i bring as much of myself to the character as i can and then i also just try to have compassion for the differences the things that aren't like me and i try to uh, learn something but um yeah no i didn't i didn't have to prepare like because this character is very much like me and sometimes when we do roles the characters are different but this one was so much like okay so this one was so much like you so how were you different than this character very very little differences actually that's a great question um you know he has a really cool relationship with with his father. This, he was a musician. He like uh, there was very little that I had that was different from from Joe, who's the name of my character. Okay, I had a good. lot. In, okay. I had a lot in common with this guy, and I just I just brought as much. You know, acting is just trying to get out of the way and tell a great story, and 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 be in in really really. Be in the moment with your other actors so that you're not thinking about the lines, you're not thinking about the marks or the lights or the that we only have five minutes to get before we run out of time or the lights or the sun setting. Like there's so many it's a, such a game of focus, like acting is like really disciplining yourself to be minimal and, and just go after for me I go after one thing in every scene. Like I try to get something from the other person is usually what I do when I when I prepare. I, I I've been in a really unique class for the last Two years on Zoom because of COVID, and sort of learning a different technique. Um, it's a really simple technique that, and, and it helped. It's helped me to be less complicated in my preparation. So, uh, just really understanding the, the the scene and what I want from the other people in the scene, and then going after it with all my might, which is sort of how I prepared. I prepared by I've been in class every week for five hours for two years. Um, I'm one of those actors that just loves acting, and so a class is an opportunity to act. Mm-hmm. Sounds that's pretty. That's pretty cool that that you're willing to, you know, like explore different techniques and things like that. You know, to but I guess you know, like all of us in in whatever career that we're in, 
we want to keep growing, right? We don't want to get stale and or go backwards. And we, we have to kind of keep up with technology. We have to keep up with, you know, the current way of thinking. And so um, that's, that's neat that you um, went back to, you know, try a different technique. That's pretty cool. So yeah, what? Uh, yeah, you're either growing or dying, Bobby. That's true. Everything in nature, if the, if the flowers grow, not growing, it's dying, and it's plants, like, yeah, everything in nature, and it's like that as a, the creative process is quite similar. I have to learn. I read a lot. I listen, I'm listening to Will Smith's audio book right now, and, and my next audio book is, is uh, Green Zone with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Like, I'm always... I really enjoy my craft, and and so whether it's music, I'm learning more about music, or I'm learning more about like taking. I take vocal lessons twice a week, constantly for two the last two years, and wow. studying with different guitar teachers and learning different piano things. And um, I'm a I'm a student, Bobby. I love to I love to learn. That's that's awesome. I, I know. I'm. I mean, I'm one that's just constantly venturing out, doing new things as well. I'm not one to just sit back and wait for things to happen. I create them. I just, you know, that's just who I am as well. So that's pretty yeah, cool. I get, that. I get that about you. Hence the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. And and the Hardy's family reunion. And right? Hardy's family reunion, was, right. Yeah. Is that your brainchild? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Brian Bird and I, we, we, we did it together. We came up with it together. And then we had a team and everybody contributed and everything. But the initial idea was over a conversation that I had. And basically it's because I was on the set, uh, my husband and I and Joyce Keeler, we were on the set in um, season two. We were the very first Hardys on set and we got to be on the show. And it was just such a fun experience that I'm like, how do we bring this experience to everybody? Like the people that, that really want to experience it. And that, and basically we came up with the Hardys family reunion. It was um, pretty exhilarating to have done that, 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 that was pretty phenomenal. <laughs> I have to admit. That's, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. I, I'll never forget that heart of union where I uh, played hallelujah. And oh, my word. Sing. That was so, that was, that was HFR three. And that was amazing. You were amazing. And the, the, just the audience was amazing. I know we did it again after that, but the first time it was just like, it was like spiritual. I mean, it was, it was, it was really great. Yeah. We really appreciate yeah, you doing I agree. that. I agree. I thought it was fun. I got to play a bunch of my own songs, a song I did for my dad. I think I played, I remember I got a few other songs. I'll never forget that. That was a, mm-hmm. and then Christmas has been a big thing and Rama drama. There's been a yeah. couple other conferences. I know Hallmark's tried to do one, but the, the, I think COVID shut it down. And then yeah. there was, I mean, there's going to be 10,000 people or 15,000 at Christmas Con. They're guessing yeah. somewhere between 12,000 and 15,000 people. So it's like, whoa, people yeah. like these cons. They, they like do. These In fact, George Zaralitis, I mean, he and I met and talked about before Christmas Con, what, before it ever came about, to talk about, because I had done the Hardy's family reunions and we just kind of touched bases. We had lunch one time and, and we were just kind of touching bases about um, kind of like what we did. And then, of course, you know they they took it to a to a different level, and you know it's it's a lot different when you have like a corporation behind it. <laughs> you yeah, know, we yeah, were just yeah. you know um, volunteer admins, and you know we were just trying to create an experience for people, and really had no 
we really had no means to do it, but I um, I actually created the um, Hardy's International, which is a nonprofit organization. I went through the IRS, you know, um, had to go through all of that, went through pages and pages and pages of um, documentation to get that set up. But we needed to have a, a mechanism to be able to handle the funding for the Hardy's family reunion. Nobody was, you know, making any money or anything like that. It was, it was basically whatever it is, everything costs. We figured out how many people were going to attend. And then that's what the, what the um, fee was. Uh, but we still needed to have a mechanism to be able to account for everything. And so that's how that yeah, all came about. We, we should do a virtual Hardy's reunion where we get the cast on a panel and just, uh, that's a great idea. Up. Online thing. Every, everyone's so comfortable with Zoom now. It wouldn't be hard to throw together. True. It would cost next next to nothing. That's true. It it really would. It wouldn't it wouldn't cost much of anything. So let's go back to Christmas CEO. And so, what part of the story told by the movie was the most powerful in your opinion, and why? Oh well. well what was the most powerful? I think, I think you know, finding your way back to your heart is a is a very big theme in this. And I think Marisol's character had the biggest journey to to remember what it was like to make toys, just for the love of making toys, not just for the bottom line and mm-hmm. not just for selling. So, um, you know, I think we all are forced at times to make decisions where they go against our inner guiding light for the bottom dollar or to make a corporation happy and then so that journey of her back to her heart and back to the uh the heart the her heart and that was a really powerful part of it and then there's you know the reconciliation i love what i love about these is whether there's a reconciliation between family uh or people who were in love once and lost it and then find their way back. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I think the mm-hmm. most powerful reconciliation. Yeah. Yeah. Journey back to the heart is, is a powerful piece to this. I'd say for sure. Awesome. Do you have any final thoughts about the movie? Anything else that you wanted to mention or anything else you want to talk about for that matter? Yeah, no, I, I'm excited. It's unboxing or it's on boxing day, the black Friday, the Friday after right. Thanksgiving. I think I think people are going to have a really good time uh, and going to really enjoy with their family. Um, And, you know, I'm I'm excited. You know, I know how Hallmark works where they'll air it once and then they'll air it again. And hopefully they'll air it. You know, hopefully people will say they'll have a chance chance to catch it Uh, another time. I'm just excited to be back in making movies, just like I said, because of, uh, one calls a heart and COVID. It's been two years since I was on set in that exact. I've done other things like I directed two shorts and got to act little cameos in them. Um, mm-hmm. And both of those I'm really proud of. And the, uh, my two directing debut. And so I've been busy and I made a couple albums in that period. So there's there's been a lot of. But yeah, no, I think I think people are really gonna enjoy this movie it's a, it's a it's such a it's such a beautiful story and like i said when kate and i first read it together and like i had we were like ooh, that's a really good one <laughs> so i think I, I know people are gonna really love love it it sounds really sentimental and i love movies it is. anytime yeah, it goes that way you know 
I just love it. I think that's why so many people loved Wind Calls the Heart too. When you go back to season one and just like the whole, just the whole setup of, of the show. I mean, there's just so much, you know, um, you know, sentimental and just the sense of community and that coming together, the heart, like, like you were just mentioning. I mean, those things are so important and they help draw us together. And um, I'm just, I know I'm looking forward to seeing this movie, Paul. It, it sounds really wonderful. And I'm sure they will air it again. I, I actually am excited when it's going to be on. It's on a, kind of at a different time. It's going to be at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Normally they come on at 9, but it's going to be on three hours earlier. And, you know, hopefully people are done with their shopping or decorating. They're going to sit down and they're going to watch it. If not, they're going to catch it at a, a later time. I have no doubt that they're going to show it you know, uh, many additional times. So, Paul, how can yeah. we find you on social media? I'm at Paul Green Official just about everywhere except for Twitter is Paul Green Media. But my hub now, thanks to Ruth as well, has been my website. It's paulgreen.com. Um, and on paulgreen.com, you can find out all the ways to not just follow me, but grab my new album. And there's updates there about my new book. And then there's the uh, courses or Freedom Portal, which is this education platform that Kate and I do together that we take people through a, a really powerful journey of, of a body, mind, and connection. And so, like, everything. And then there's a lot of, there's, like, acting stuff for me there, music stuff. And there's a news page. So I think paulgreen.com is a really good hub. And they can really find just about every thing in the newsletter you know people can follow my newsletter that we 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 put out a lot of news uh, a lot of updates every week there and I have a text service and all of that is there on paulgreen.com it's pretty easy hub to to connect with well I know I'm going to be checking that out and so I know everybody our fans out there are going to be checking that out paulgreen.com I'm sorry you were going to share something else Right before that, you said something really interesting about um, about these movies, and and I think what makes them so special is is that for a minute people can forget the news and forget the division yes. that their that their aunts or uncles or dad believes differently about the news or about politics, and they can kind of escape into this nostalgia and this this feeling of what it might be like to to. Uh, you know, have everything sort of work out. And that's what people love about these movies is in the end, in some way, you know, they always work out differently, but they, there's in some way, there's a, a bit of a resolve. And as a musician, when you write a song, you always start home and you go on a little adventure and you always return back to the root chord or the root idea that you started with. And there's like a, a relaxing or a, a remedy, like a healing that comes through music, but it also comes in these, in these stories that we get to tell. And, um, as always, I'm super grateful and Thanksgiving and I'm going to have a little baby tomorrow. And there's, there's so much to be thankful for. And it's like, just, you know, I think these remind, these movies can remind people that there's a lot to be grateful for. And, and we can, if we choose to focus on it, I, I feel like with, especially with news media and just media in general, we're, we're focused on all the things that are wrong or broken or divisive or that are abhorrent instead of like and there's just as many good things to focus on and and i choose to 
put my attention and my money and my my focus on things that are beautiful and that are positive and then you get more of that so it's like I think these movies are so addicting and so enjoyed because they help people remember that there's, there is good in the world and there is love that works out and there are families that heal and there are, there's hearts that mend. And I'm grateful to be a part of this family and telling these kind of stories at this time in history when there's so much hate and division and fear and stupidity. And at least from my perspective, um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a really, uh, I'm grateful, uh, to be a part of the, the remedy and not, not creating more of the problem. (laughs) Totally. And I, I agree with you. I think the, these, these movies are just a great escape from reality because, you know, life, there's so many challenges here on earth and, you know, it's, um, I think an attitude of gratitude is what we need to live by. I think when we have a good attitude about it, when we are grateful, um, we are blessed. Uh, you know, if we, if we have a negative attitude, if we look, you know, for the things that are wrong and kind of dwell there, that's where you're going to be. And, and so I think by, especially at Christmas time, but really throughout the year, I I feel like whatever you put into your head, it's kind of like what you act on. It's what you think about, what you act on. And so why not want to put these positive, you know, life affirming movies uh, on and, you know, so yeah, I totally support them. And, you know, of course, you know, I do. That's why I'm doing this podcast, right? So I'm really looking forward to this, Paul. It, it sounds, it sounds really good. So I want to thank everyone for listening to the Our Family TV podcast. You can find us on social media at Our Family TV, and you can email us at hello at ourfamilytv.com. We'd also appreciate a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Until we meet again, we hope you're sitting on the couch with your family, eating a big bowl of popcorn and watching a wonderful TV show. Thank you again, Paul. It's been wonderful. Mm, You're welcome, Bobby. Thanks for your support of this film. And I wish you lots of uh, success in in this podcast and and just appreciate uh, you doing this. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye.